0: This is a Stand-Up New York Labs production, providing you podcasts since 2013. When I go to Sacramento, I will pump up Sacramento. Sacramento, Sacramento,
2: Sacramento, Sacramento. Turner Sparks just got married and has moved home to America after 12 years living in China. Sir Michael Ira Kaplan has
1: two kids, a wife, a job, and has spent his entire life in the USA. Neither one can figure their country out. This is Lost in America. All right,
2: everybody, welcome to Lost in America, episode 130. Hey, my name's Turner Sparks.
1: I'm Mike Kaplan. Oh. Um, I'm not. I'm Matt Davis. So That's
2: I'm Matt good. Davis, the voice you hear. Mike Kaplan is not here. It took him 132 episodes, and finally he decided to blow one off.
1: Yeah, we finally got rid of him. We he, finally ousted him. He's I, out. I thought, I thought uh poisoning his food and the heart attack thing was going to do it but it <laughs> yeah. turns out he's more resilient than i realized My so cat had to i had to, I had to is, result to just kidnapping him
2: he's stuck on a roof somewhere waiting for his uh cable guy to come or something he called me five minutes ago he, we 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 delayed the start of this episode this podcast by 45 minutes i'm i'm late producer matt's on time producer matt how yeah. you doing
1: I'm a little bored waiting around for you guys. Yeah, there it is.
2: All right, we're already getting guff from it. I got news for you. Before we get to producer Matt.
1: I was on time. Can we pointed that out that I was also on time. You were on time. There's a theme here.
2: Matt Davis is on the show today, everybody. Matt
1: Matt's are on time.
2: Matt, well, this is very odd because I'm gonna to have to talk about you in front of you. We're normally going to do this. But you're yeah. gonna be talking you're gonna be Later on, we're going to talk about your trip to Eastern Euro- Eastern Europe or all you, of
1: Europe. You you are going to talk about that. I am going to constantly segue out of it,
2: <laughs> per, like a great uh, podcast guest. Yeah. You went all around Eastern Europe, You um, all well, of Europe. Well, Western as well. Western as well. Uh, but is, th- again. Is, is France not Eastern Europe these days?
1: No. <laughs> no. I don't know how their economy's France. doing. But,
2: wow. Uh, wow. They are. No. Uh, but you, you did all these shows around there, but you did them in a different way from how a lot of these people, like, who's going to book me? And then they get booked in these comics. So it's, it's super interesting. It's, it, I want to get to that before that. To Let's see. Friday night, this week. Two days from now, I'm going to be at the Friars Club. What? Doing my debut stand-up comedy w- album, one hour. Everyone, it's like a <laughs> lot of words to throw into one. Here's what I like learned how about. Like, you
1: don't know what to call it. <laughs> well, here's My I album, one hour of an hour, album and, recording for it, time.
2: Yeah. Initially, I was saying it's my one hour. I'm doing my. I'm doing my album, and then people right. are like, "An album? What are you? A, are you a band? Are you a musician?" I'm like, "No, it's a comedy album." And they're like, "Oh, like, uh, you know what everyone our our generation thinks of with comedy albums is the Adam Sandler." sandler
1: ones what?
2: they're like oh is it like skits and then who are these people is there gonna be an to? audience There, this is the general public not everyone pays attention to comedy as much yeah as we but
1: do. i mean i feel like it's at least in the periphery they should you know
2: this is the way i explain it to people now netflix you know those things you watch on netflix <laughs> it's those but not on tv <laughs> you gotta buy it it'll come out in september oh, but i'm doing that at the Friars club there's still a couple it's tickets a, left. it's
1: like netflix but but it's like audio Exactly. And then people are like, what? That's a great idea. So
2: it's in front of a live audience. You can be in the audience Friday night, 7.30 p.m., 9.30 p.m. in New York City at the Friars Club. Go to com to get tickets. The 7.30 is almost sold out. There's a couple left for the 9.30. So Matt, what about you?
1: Have you thought about releasing this on 8-track? Just to keep with, Dave, maybe bring in some of these people that you're talking about. I think that would know. be the
2: least relevant. I am going to do records. I'm going to do a limited release. Really? Yeah, maybe, maybe like 25. Yeah. Even if I have to buy them myself and you then do. print them. but
1: no. Uh, and
2: then send them out to friends or whatever. I'm going to do right. at least some. So you can have something on the wall, you know? Yeah. Plus, like, my nephew has a record player, so that's cool. It's you just a,
1: one for him? You're just doing this because your nephew is the only person you know with a record He's 10. player? 10. I like yeah. that. So he'd it's like 10. It. It's, blue, it's blue and pink, and it uh, mainly plays the Wiggles, or insert child reference here.
2: That's pretty much it. Yeah. Uh, anyway, I think that, that'll be cool, right? Just to have. Yeah, it'll be
1: the Thomas the Train Engine uh, musical and then your album. And I think. And they'll have those on, a, on, like, a rotation. That'll pretty much be it. Yeah.
2: That'll be. And He's going
1: to get kicked out of kindergarten. How old is he? I've he's a ten, so he better 10? get kicked out of kindergarten. Yeah, he should be kicked. He's out a little old.
2: Yeah, at this point. Why is he
1: hanging around the kindergarten? What's up with that?
2: <laughs> you looked into uh, this. He also has a Bill Cosby album that I mentioned. Oh, oh dear! <laughs> yeah. And a bag of peanuts. <laughs> this kid. Matt, what do you got going on?
1: Nothing, man. I'm here. I, just I know. What just do you have to promote? The, I got to walk you through. how to been co-host on... this oh, show. Oh, I'd like to promote ham. It's a delicious meat. Uh, very
2: anti Kaplan. he doesn't eat ham
1: he doesn't eat ham he's oh, jewish oh he's oh, was Muslim. you're really this is um, really Gentile i probably should pod. not be i probably should not be promoting ham right now it is uh um al Fitr, right it's the the end of ramadan unless
2: <laughs> like I didn't know that
1: unless <laughs> unless you're in egypt and in egypt it's like friday or something
2: they have different days
1: uh, apparently i didn't know that it's
2: already so. friday it's no it's not already
1: friday there oh. it's, it's it's i mean they're a little ahead you know, but like seven hours ahead or six hours ahead but yeah i didn't know that i didn't realize that there were different end. i don't know if this is new or if this is a thing that happens every year right like there's like a fight over when the official end of ramadan is like i'm i'm unaware as well it's like a real i learned fight? this i learned this because i i wish someone you know eid mubarak a friend of mine in egypt and he sent me back angry emojis because I also attached like a picture of a sandwich, right? He's been fasting. And he texted me like angry emojis and then corrected me (laughs) to say, well, in Egypt...
2: He's like a woke the a end, the
1: end of The end of Ramadan is on Friday. I don't appreciate that. Whatever. What you said is very offensive. And now I feel like I, I went trick or treating on the wrong day. Like, you know when Halloween falls on a Wednesday? Yes. Right? And then everyone in every neighborhood's like, we're going to trick or treat on Monday. Or no, we're going to do Wednesday. Or, no, we'll do the weekend before. We'll yeah. do the weekend after. People I feel like that's what's happened here. I could be wrong, but like Ramadan was ending midweek. <laughs> right? And people are like, let's save it for the weekend in Egypt. Like they want to do that because, you know, way, mom agree. and dad have to, have to work or something.
2: Always a smart idea. Idea.
1: what's a smart idea
2: just to pick the nearest weekend and make that the holiday absolutely
1: not you do it on the day oh you're i'm a wednesday trick-or-treater man. Fundamentalist. i will show i'm a fundamentalist trick-or-treater absolutely <laughs> i will show up and demand candy from you
2: all right so on ham, a wednesday and i'm gonna help you out you're also doing a show i here. can't
1: do ham i can't i can't my that's my point oh, my whole point is ham. i can't promote oh. ham because it's you know so let's
2: promote your show in new york city coming up
1: i can that's halal see good move (laughs) yeah uh who knew uh i actually uh, don't know uh, what that means uh, it's not. uh um, Keep going. It's, Keep allowed. Going. it's allowed. It's uh, allowed. Uh, when is my show? When is it? It's Did in July? July, right? It is in July. It's a good month to do it. Uh, the 21st at uh, Art Space, uh PS 109. And this is, is going to be,
2: a, we were talking about this the other day. This is going to be, I know all these people in New York City, they're like, I see stand-up every day. I see stand-up every two days. This is better than stand-up. This is you doing a whole theme show. Right. by yourself there's no dumb opener I'm not going out there being like hey where's everybody from how we doing
1: you know? <laughs> yeah I'm doing that it's
2: just Matt going out <laughs> just telling you one th- a comedic story like a
1: comedic themed show it's, it's a comedy yeah, it's show a, yeah.
2: but it's better than what, than what we do so go see that <laughs> it's
1: wow you just uh, really hurt yourself it's bad. gonna
2: be blast. but uh, one last thing and then we get to Lost America but uh, Amazon You guys, we're big fans of Amazon over here. I know people are against it, but we're all for it because what you do, if you're going to buy something on Amazon anyway, which everyone does, before you do that, click through lostinamericapod.com, then buy it. That will take you back to Amazon. A percentage of what you buy comes to us. It helps us pay producer Matt. This guy don't come cheap. Oh, nice. Thousands of dollars a week we're paying this dude. Dude, yeah. We can't can't get high above stand-up New York comedy club for free you can't no you kidding me up on the upper west side I don't think so so we need you to click through Amazon give us those LaCroix he's drinking those yeah. he don't come cheap
1: yeah so close to the park you
2: yeah know? that ain't no Mr. Pibb buddy that would be we can what's afford what's wrong those. with Mr. Pibb man? I'm saying they're cheaper we can afford those oh, the LaCroix okay. are double the price so if you want to do that support, that's how you support the pod alright that's it Matt let's get to Lost in America play the music How good is that music? De'Aaron Roots. Still rocking the tunes? Also, the,
1: the longer I've known you, the more you sound like you're 85 years old.
2: <laughs> <laughs> Who loves the music? It's punk rock, man. It's that, 90s punk rock. Yeah. It's my friend, De'Aaron. Uh, De, 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 he was Aaron he His stage name is De'Aaron Roots because he's the roots of our podcast. Oh. You know, like the Jimmy Fallon roots. Yeah. Yeah, we gotta catch we have all these new listeners now that we're at the stand up New York network over here. We gotta catch them up. Darren Roots, he's also an accountant. He's a great accountant too. If you need any books done What is help this you guy out. not doing? Yeah, he does a little bit of everything. He's a punk nice. rock guitarist slash punk podcast. rock. Is he a punk
1: rock accountant? Is he like? Does he like you go to him and to get like your your P and L statement done? Yeah. And he just does whatever he wants. And he's <laughs> he like, it. "Fuck the man, yeah, I don't do numbers." It's and it's anarchy. all it's stickers. It's like a spreadsheet of stickers. The
2: accounting is spelled with the anarchy yeah. sign with the line through yeah. the circle. So he's great. But
1: you bring your receipts and he sets them on fire and kicks you in the chest. <laughs> exactly. You when know? he's like, "Taxes done."
2: Yes. Matt, I'm lost in America this week. I went last week. I went to uh, Miami, Florida, to to do a stand-up comedy mm-hmm. show to get ready. One of those like get ready for your recording shows, you know. So I went to I went to go do an hour down there. Have you been done st- comedy in Flo- like South Florida, recently? I know you've been all over the. Have South. I?
1: Yeah. Recently, no. I mean, but I mean, I've done it over the years a bunch. It is but... a
2: disaster.
1: <laughs> Why? <laughs> people, Why? I
2: finally. So I land on the. Pl- I land. I come off the plane. I have this show booked for months. Right. Come out to Blaine, land, I text the guy, the club owner, Hey, man. I thought he was a club owner. And I'm like, hey, man, just got here. Just tell me where to go. When are we meeting up? All that kind of stuff. He goes, oh, bro, forgot to tell you the club uh, went out of business on Monday.
1: <laughs> <laughs> on Monday.
2: <laughs> this is Wednesday. The show's on Friday. I like how, but I like
1: how it went out on a Monday. You know what I mean? Like, first order of business. Let's shut down the business. For, yeah, exactly. Yeah, like first
2: that. first thing. For, yeah, usually aren't you supposed to lay everyone off on a Friday? I don't know. These guys are like, let's get everyone back to work on Monday. Yeah. And then tell them all it's, it's gone. So... That and then uh, and then this is what he goes. I was like, "Hey, dude, I just landed. I'm in Miami. Like, you could have told me." He goes, bro, We put it on Instagram.
1: Yeah, like, well, you don't check no, mm-hmm. in his
2: fault. In his mind, it was my fault because I didn't check
1: his. <laughs> You're not rabidly dump paying attention to whatever whatever bar. delicatessen in, <laughs>
2: yeah. in
1: Miami is up to.
2: Yeah. And so he goes, "Don't worry about it. Don't worry about it, dude. Uh, I got this other place. It's gonna be great. Uh, I'm gonna call you in five minutes. We'll figure it out." I'm like, "Okay." So he calls me and he's like. I forget what the name of it is. But he's like, I found this spot for us. It's on Miami Beach. We're going to do it at 7 p.m. It's a super popular place. It's going to be awesome. So then I called Kyle Grooms, who used to be a New York comic, the seller and everything. And he recently moved back down there. So I was like, hey, Kyle, just want to run this by you. This guy picked this new place on Miami Beach. He's like, dude. That's a Miami Beach dance club. Yes, like one of those hundred people outside. Uh, you know, uh, the rope, red rope to get in. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's like, I know where he's going to put you because they do. He tries to do shows there every once in a while. It's just standing in the middle of a dance club while every, everyone around you is like drinking, getting drinks. The bar's in the middle of the room. You know, one of those. He's like, there's no stage.
1: Yeah, it's built for a, da- it's a dance yeah, he's club. Like, yeah, like, you yeah, just yeah.
2: stand in the corner. There might be two or three people watching you, but the music's going to be blaring.
1: They're still going to have music on. They're
2: going to have music, yeah. I yeah. love
1: the idea that people are just dancing, and yeah. you're trying to joke better than the Macarena Yeah, Yeah, he's something. like, you
2: might get a couple people watching, you, but most people are just going to be hanging out, like, have no clue why you're there. So I call the guy back, and I'm like, dude. <laughs> They're just like, this is the weirdest raffle. <laughs>
1: yeah. <laughs>
2: So it becomes clear to me that this guy has no he's just a club promoter on Miami Beach. Okay. He has no concept of comedy. He doesn't know what a comedy show's supposed to be like. So to him that's fine.
1: Right. You know what I mean? Right. Like yeah, those yeah.
2: guys who are like, I'll just come play my bar and uh we, if party, it's cool. Yeah, party we,
1: promoters, yeah. we got
2: the hockey game on behind the stage, but that'll be cool, right? Like, like whatever,
1: you... I got two hundred bodies in here, man. I'm getting a, d do- I'm getting a dollar ahead. I'm getting three exactly. bucks ahead. Exactly. I'm killing I'm killing it. Yes. It does not matter how this goes. He's that
2: exact person. Yeah. Uh, mixed Miami sleaze. We gotta make man. sure
1: we gotta we gotta make sure to mention during your set. Mention shots. Mention that we have <laughs> Jello shots because every every three rounds I get a, I get bonus. I get bonus on every three yeah, rounds. Bacardi
2: yeah. needs to be referenced in three of your jokes. Yeah, at some point. Can you tweak him a little bit? Yeah. You can say that. That'll be fine, right?
1: Yeah, I know those guys. Yeah. So
2: he's one of those guys. So then, but I hadn't totally figured that out yet. So then I call him back. I'm like, dude, I talked to my buddy. I'm not doing this dance club thing. All right, all right, all right, all right. I got th- no worry. I got more spots. He always has more spots and he's always not blown away that his perfect, his perfect case scenario, I dismiss. You yeah. know? So he's like, this dance club in his mind, he's like, it's going to be perfect. It's awesome. Everything's set. It's great, dude. And I'm, when I come back, I'm like, I'm not doing that. He goes, great. I got other places.
1: Because <laughs> he's that's, just like, that's, a, that's, the, that's the person you can't break up with. You yeah. know what I mean? Like, if you end up dating that guy, like, it's impossible to break up with him. I get it. Yeah. It's like he's you, like, yeah, that's cool. That's cool. We'll meet Thursday. No, I, I never want to see you again. That's, that's amazing. That's beautiful. That's perfect. Friday, I'll just pick you up at seven tonight. I'll pick you, you up at cheated seven. Tonight. on me. Got
2: it. Hey, it won't happen again, but we're meeting on Saturday. Here's what
1: we'll do. Here's what we'll do. (laughs)
2: We'll bring
1: her along, right? Then you cheat on me with her. You see what I'm saying? (laughs) And now we're even and it's great.
2: This is the guy. So then he finds me. He's like, I want two more places. I got two more places for you to look at tonight. This is all. I'm already in Miami, just running around town, taking taxis, trying to find a place to have this dumb show. And so he's like, I got two more places for you to look at tonight. And then after that, we'll call it. If you don't like either one of those. And then he's like, but I still think the first place could be all right. So then I go to look at the second place. It's outside.
1: Wait, is this the day of show?
2: This is on. Luckily, I got there on a Wednesday at like three in the afternoon. So this is all Wednesday between three in the afternoon when I land and midnight. I just spend the rest of the day running around the city looking at places.
1: (laughs) It's just a thousand dollars in taxis. It's ridiculous. Yeah. Yeah.
2: So then uh, the second place we go to, um, it's just it's outside. It's a back sure. It's a back porch of a restaurant, and I get there, and I meet the owner, and the owner's like, hey, man, I heard you met – let's say the guy's name is, like, Alex. I don't remember what his name is. It's like, I heard uh, – Alex told me you got this show. You got a bunch of people coming. He said you had a minimum 60, so we're going to be great. Dude, I have, like – I told Alex, like, I can get, like, 20, 25. <laughs> I need a tiny room just to run this – hour, you know? He's like, Alex told me you got 60. We got a great backyard for you. It's going to be awesome. And I'm like, ah, first of all, I have 25. And he's like, that's fine. We can do 25. They're all like this. They're all dirtbags. And, um... (laughs) and I'm like I, and I was
1: numbers like, don't matter we're going to say it was full okay as long as you can Instagram
2: it and say it was sold out we're just
1: going to say it was no not for that for the money wash we're going to yeah, say it was full exactly. so we'll handle the taxes don't worry about the taxes and
2: yeah. then I'm like well I've sold some tickets so how's this going to work ah yeah we got to let our people in for free so, but the people you sold to, we can make sure they sit in the
1: front. I'm like, they don't give a
2: shit. Maybe they sit in the front of your backyard or not. They
1: just, like, they,
2: it should be everyone pays and no one pays. So then I'm like, I can't do this. Finally, I go to the last spot. And now I'm back with this Alex guy. And he's like, I got one more spot for you. So I get there at like midnight on Wednesday. It's, uh, there's this giant kind of dance club thing, but then it has this big, like back room, like almost like a Scarface, like back room where all the dirty business goes down. Right. And, uh, but it's kind of big and he's like, takes me into the back room and it's pretty perfect. It seats like 30. It has its own bar. I think it's the VIP, the boss's bar, you know? And he's like, we can set up here. Uh, we can get lights in. There's he that had lights. He's like, We can angle the lights, we can get sound. Everything's good to go. You could still hear the music in the other room. And he's like, Ah, oh, that music in the other room that's coming through one of these speakers. So I'll get that speaker turned off. Plus, if you do it early enough, if you do it by seven, that music doesn't start till 10. So if we're done by 8 30, we're good. And I was like, Done. Okay. I'm back in, you know, and it was a good location. So I come back in. So I get back to my friend's place who I'm staying with, my buddy Brad. And, uh, I tell him where we're doing it, and he goes, oh, my friend's an owner in that bar. That's awesome. I'm going to call him and tell him how cool it is. Like, I'm coming, and we'll bring friends. We can all hang out there. So he calls his friend, I think the next morning at, like, 8 a.m., and his friend's like, what? So like, yeah, why not? would he know? Yeah, yeah, he's like, there's no, no, there's no show happening. There's no comedy show happening in my got, office. It
1: hasn't been in his <laughs> office. Oh, <Yeah>. wow. <laughs>
2: He's like, first of all, that's where we are. So we're not doing a show. That's where me and my, like, the people we work there hang out. It's like, there's no show happening. It's like, second of all, that's Labor Day, Saturday night of Labor Day weekend. That music's going to be running all day. That bar's, we're selling tickets on South Beach. That bar's going to be full all day. I'm not shutting the music off so 25 people can have a party in the back room. And then, so that Alex guy never ran anything by anybody. Yeah. He's just trying to scam his way into getting 30 people into this back club and so then the alex guy calls me two minutes later it's off man but i got a new place and yeah, i was like got nah, go screw yourself dude it's over so then brad my buddy i was brad, really
1: hoping this was going to end with you doing a show like in a food truck oh like while it was moving
2: <laughs> well so then brad my friend he was like he explained the whole thing what you already knew what i should have known he's like this guy's a south beach promoter this guy has no idea of comedy he doesn't know what you're trying to do let me run it. My friends own bars, so he had a friend who had a bar, who had an upstairs room. We did it there. Twenty five people. I passed around a tip bucket and made like one hundred and fifty bucks. Made my money back, and then we just got it. And we did. It. it was a blast. We did it. And, yeah, so you
1: said the like the venue, the venue exists there.
2: The venue exists. And yeah,
1: then, but the thing is, you have people that are going where they can, where they can do business
2: because they're trying to cut themselves into the middle they have, to make money. They,
1: yeah, there is something in the middle that they're that they're aiming for, right? It's not. Uh, um, uh, purely, uh, what's the word I want? Uh, altruistic, right? In no there, way. There, it's the opposite of yeah, that. <laughs> there, there's a profit motive that they have in mind, so you know they're trying to always wedge that in. But you have a very, you have very real needs, and they're just those are just being ignored because yeah. they're trying to. Fulfill How to the set other up a end, comedy rooms
2: right? is delicate, as we'll get into with you later on uh but anyway shout out to mini bar on south beach that's the that's the guys who put me up that's the guys who who did it they're the ones who did the show they have this sick upstairs room that seats like 25 it's perfect for a small show if anyone wants to run anything there's a pool right outside of it like a private pool and the guy didn't know drink minimum he was like it'd be cool if everybody bought a drink but uh he let me keep the whatever we made right and then he's like it'd be cool if people bought a drink but i'm not gonna force a minimum or anything just have a good time uh, my friend Brad who helped put it together has a, a company called Hello surfing that has a big big presence down there so he promoted it through his channels we filled it up it was a blast nice so shout out to Brad shout out to hello surfing shout out to mini bar that's it we got to get to you Matt
1: why I want to hear more about uh, Brad and his surfing
2: Matt Davis
1: everybody play oh, the music man <laughs>
2: All right, we're back with Matt Davis. Matt, welcome. Yeah. This is where I would normally welcome you to the show. But oh, I
1: like how you just you just moved. You, I'm not you, letting you look
2: at my notes. I was These trying are, to see notes. He has notes.
1: He has notes written down, and I was trying to see what was.
2: So you just got back of a comedy tour of Eastern Europe, including France.
1: You keep saying Eastern Europe, <laughs> uh, Europe, continental Europe. Uh, all um, of Europe. How long were you gone? Not for? all of it. I mean, I, I did 32. I did shows in 32 cities. In uh, About two months I guess
2: 32 cities Okay so it's like a show Every other day
1: Yeah I average. worked A you know, city every other day where, With a show On average A city
2: Yeah you're not doing 32 like a cities
1: 32 cities um, I think it was 16 countries Wow. In that, and, it, and that's including, you know, Balkan region, a little bit Eastern Europe, and then a lot of Western Europe stuff. So. What,
2: I, what I find the most, like, most fascinating about this, because we've talked about it off the air, is that so many comedians, I get this with Asia, and I'm sure, because you travel around the world doing comedy.
1: Oh, I know what you're about to say, and I get it with Asia, I get it with Europe, I get it with Africa, Middle uh, Yeah, you've Middle been East all stuff, these yeah. places.
2: How many countries have you been to doing stand-up?
1: I've done shows and I, I think it's 50, 50 or 51 countries. maybe. I don't so know. I'd have to go back. So
2: people ask me in Asia, they're like their first co- – other comics, they'll be like, oh, you tour around Asia? Who books that? Like yeah. it's one person who books the whole thing. And I guarantee you get that. That's what you're saying, right? You get that with all these other with, areas of the I get world. it with – I get it with
1: uh, – yeah, just with, with regions or with you know countries or someone will see you do you know a running – they'll see you doing a run of shows and they assume in their brain – that that's like there's one point of entry that to South organize Beach that. That
2: South promoter is booking the whole thing, right? right. Yeah, yeah. Old uh, Alex down there.
1: They think they think it's that, but you see that in the states as well. Like I know I have friends in the states that do stuff um, more of an independent nature, and they. They get hit up with that. It's like, hey, who does that that run through you know the Dakotas or whatever they're doing, right? And it's like, me, man. Like, what do you mean, who? Yeah, (laughs) the answer is you book it. If you want to do thirty two shows around Europe in two
2: months, you book it.
1: It's just, it's not, it's it's not the 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 existing thing that you show up, you show up to, right? Or they bring you into. Now those exist, and those are those are for good and for bad, they exist, right on both ends of the spectrum. Um And for logistical reasons, I will do some of those, right? But that's not primarily what I'm I'm trying to do.
2: So, how does it look? What's like a the if you're if you step into like Luxembourg? I don't know what's the city you did on this trip. What's the day of the show look like in terms of preparing the room? Uh um... What
1: well, depends. So, like Luxembourg, the the guys there. Excuse me. The guys there I'm, I'm friends with, uh, my buddy uh, uh, Deepu uh, Dilipan, who I actually know from Chennai, India. Uh, that's where I met him. Shout out. Uh, when he was uh, in Chennai. Uh, he lives in Luxembourg now. He actually started a lot of the open mic scene stuff there. And they started of bringing people in and whatever. And I did one of the earlier shows with his group uh, backing it. And we kind of co-promote and go in. And so there's, there's some logistical effort on the ground. You look confused. No, I'm listening. Oh, sorry. Yeah. Okay. Uh, there's some logistical effort on the ground, right? Uh, on their side. I, I've been several times there now, so I kind of I kind of know it. When we're talking about venues and places, you know, does this room work? Does that room work? I kind of know. It's like me we going both, to Connecticut. We both know what each other are talking <laughs> okay, about on the it. possibles. Yeah. On what's possible. Um, and then there's that, and there's a little bit of promotional help from them as well. So, and then when we come day a show with somewhere like that, we have. Um, you know, I'll go in early and help them set up, tear down. It, usually, they'll have one of their guys do the door. Somebody local will open. Okay, you know that so kind that, of stuff. But
2: that is almost like
1: that's um, an e- That's a very easy scenario. That's an easy one that you
2: have an opener, you have a door guy, a guy working the door.
1: Yeah, some of the others. I it's, it's just straight venue buy, so it's a four wall. Um, what does that mean? I, I'm basically renting the venue. Okay. And then I go in and do uh, you know, I do all the promotional in from from my side. Um the, I'll work with the venue on that depending on what level they will they're able to help yeah. with that or participate with that. Uh and any local groups that are there, well you know, I'll reach out to and we'll work together on it. Uh but then a lot of times day of show, it'll be, you know, I have to get there an hour before show starts, uh or an hour and a half to make sure the venue's set up. Do all the sound check, light check, put chairs out. I don't know. I can't tell you the number of times I've hauled 150 seats from a basement yeah. up, or vice versa, and whatever. Uh, and then I'll work the door. You know, I'll do. I'll be my own door person if it's not a door person. Yeah. Um, and then we just start cold, and I'll do the full show. So no I'll do, opener. Uh, no opener. No. You'll
2: walk on stage, and you'll go, "Hey guys, welcome to the show." Or yeah, I'll do like I
1: always give a heads up. You know, like a five minute heads up. Uh, we're going to start. Um, let people know what's going on. Give them time to get another drink or whatever they want. Uh, go out and smoke, you know, whatever. And then it's, hey, how you doing? Welcome, welcome. And then kind of ramp up the opening. That's so uh, awesome. And then depending on the venue, we'll do a break or we'll not do a break. So some of those shows, I'll do 40 or 45. Um, and then we'll do a like a 10-minute break so that everybody can go to the restroom or go get a drink or whatever and then come back after like a 10-minute break and start the second half. So... that's like the european style right that's that's the yeah like the british um the british european style we have a break in a show which makes more sense it's more it's more from the theater world so where a theater has an intermission that's what that's from um and for a 90 minute show or a two-hour show that makes complete sense you know to have a break in the middle of it um so how
2: are you doing 90 minutes
1: yeah on those i'll be doing an hour 15 to 90. wow it just depends what and to do.
2: Wh- like, what would be an example of one of those cities where you did that?
1: Oh, dude, there's a bunch of them. Uh, and these
2: places, <laughs> that they, there's no local comedy. City. Like, you can't even find a guy who lives there to open for you. If
1: there, if there is, it's not in English. Oh, yeah. Um, or it'll be, um, you know, somebody local, expat-wise doing something or whatever. There's some of those.
2: But you'd rather so- just have... Sometimes you'd rather just do it yourself,
1: right? Well, I'd rather do it myself because because of the logistics of it, but also because it's me promoting my show, and it's me promoting what I'm doing, and I'm trying to bring people on board with that, right? So, but then the other places, I am directly working with the local scene, and sometimes I'm I'm trying to, you know, help them shift what they're doing. So it's kind of a, a two-way street, you know, knowledge share there where, like, I know I brought uh, online ticketing into the, the, the scene in Sarajevo, and they had not done online ticketing before, and everyone was like, it's not going to work, has to be a reservation system, you know, and the problem with reservation systems, meaning that you, you know, call up and or email and you reserve a spot, but then you don't pay until you get there. Those are the worst. The problem with that is, of course, you lose between 20, 40, 60 percent of those reservations don't show depending and if it rains, on what else is, that's like what i mean yeah.
2: <laughs> depending on
1: what else is going on yeah. so you obviously want to move into a hard ticketed scenario um, but it's not necessarily cost effective to do a, a true hard ticket where people you know go to multiple ticketing locations and buy a hard ticket when you're only selling 100 seats yeah so the diffi- the difficulty and you becomes and live
2: there you can't be on the ground in right i can't be on the
1: ground running that so yeah. where i have the ability to have people help me with that even doing those hard ticket scenarios, it's it's a math problem. So, if you've got a hundred, um, if you have a hundred possible seats, and you have you know the um, ten euro ticket, there's a thousand you know euro possible gross, right? And gross is a very important word to understand there, yeah, right? Because yeah, yeah. no costs have been brought yeah. in here. Um, and if I'm doing if I'm doing lodging, or I have a local uh, deal lodging, or whatever, or if I'm doing travel. Uh, promotional budget, like all that's coming out of that gross, obviously, right? Yeah. If there's any venue rental stuff or any deals, if there's a percentage with a local promoter or not. You know, if they're taking a percentage and I'm taking a percentage, like all that math has to be factored in. So, there's a lot of uh, that. Uh, there's a lot of decisions that have to be made, and then you have basically touring principles where you anchor date and then you satellite around an anchor date so you
2: so once you lock one in you're like okay you I can, lock if i'm you, in sarajevo already well you when well
1: you're <laughs> when you're locking in an anchor date though you're locking in uh, a date that makes being in the region feasible so maybe that's one show maybe that's four shows whatever but you're locking in a thing that makes it feasible for you to go from a to b that being b and then once you're there it's like, okay, the, how much time can we fill around here? What does being here make logistically possible? Yeah. So we're in New York right now. So logistically what is possible are a lot of things in Connecticut, a lot of things in New Jersey, a lot of things in maybe Rhode Island, right? Yeah. Um, you can, obviously you can get to Pittsburgh. Um, uh, a little D- further. But a yeah. little further. You, Philly. Can get, you can get to D.C. easily. Philly. You can get to Boston yeah. very easily. Yeah, right? yeah, yeah. So these things become logistically possible. Yeah. Now, monetarily, are they worth doing? I don't know. Yeah, um, you'd have to look into each one and, and figure that out. You can do the same thing in the Midwest. This is what I would. This is what I would do in the U.S. when I was doing clubs. Is I would put. You know, a run of clubs here, and then I would be reaching out to other, you know, whether they be you know, people who book stuff, or, book, or people who run shows. I wasn't doing straight four-wall type stuff then. But I would reach out to other groups and be like, hey, I've got a, you know, a, a Wednesday Thursday off here, right? Yeah. Or a Monday to Thursday off. Can I go here, then there, then here, then there? And add four other cities, and then go back to the run that I had booked all at once with one booker. And try to fill all of that off time in. So, it's the same concept. You're, you're beginning with with what has you in the region and then what else is possible around it. Yeah. But when you start expanding that and you start working with, uh, you know, other groups and you get along with people, like this is my, you know, I, I was in, just in... Sarajevo, but that's not my first time in Bosnia, right?
2: I like how you say I was just in Sarajevo, like that's a real normal.
1: Well, comedy because run. I, just, I was just talking about it. I was just talking about it, but no, so like that's not my first time there, so, right? So I'm I'm going back and I'm working with people that I worked with before, that's right? Good. That yeah. I'm friends with that I know, and we're trying to to do more there, right? And because we're trying to do more, we're also like, well, what else is logistically possible? I know more now than I did before when I went at first because I was more concentrated on just looping in you know, Bosnia and Herzegovina into another run. But now going back, I know that I can look at things like Split Croatia, Dubrovnik. I can look at uh, you know, Novi Pasar, Serbia is right there. Um I mean this time I did Pristina Kosovo, which ended up being a logistical nightmare, but the <laughs> Those people. Well no they, no. they won't come out Pristina for no, no Pristina Kosovo like was amazing. It. <laughs> that was a great show. That's not the logistical nightmare is that you can't you can't enter Kosovo from a not from from basically not Serbia right I, I went from Macedonia so you can't enter Kosovo uh, from one country and then leave Kosovo through Serbia you have to have entered Kosovo from Serbia to leave Kosovo through Serbia why because Serbia does not acknowledge Kosovo. Oh, neither do I. But wow. Well, <laughs> <laughs> uh, you're on the wrong side His of that pod one. Is uh, <laughs> pro really genocide, <laughs> uh, pro looming genocide? So. Uh, Bill Clinton would not be happy to hear you You're say right, don't that.
2: Don't they love the Clintons there? Yeah. They have like it, Bill Clinton Boulevard yeah, and it's stuff, Yeah, the I heard.
1: Mogadishu line.
2: Yeah, 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 sure.
1: That's where he intervened. It was the, he, he didn't intervene here, he didn't intervene there, he didn't intervene in Mogadishu, and it was like the how many times can you say never again? Oh. And then uh, Kosovo is where he intervened.
2: Oh, I changed my stance. I'm yeah. pro whatever the good one
1: is. <laughs> the, uh, I like we, the basketball can, players I, from Serbia, though. I can talk I can talk a, a, a good bit about Kosovo. But anyway, so... <laughs> well, let's do it. You can't leave. Uh, the point being, you can't leave or enter because they don't acknowledge it, right? So yeah. you have to have cleared to another country. Now, the the thing it's on a map true. that looks like it makes sense is you would go from Pristina, Kosovo to this little city just over the border in Montenegro, right? Oh, yeah. And then you would go up to Novi Pazar, Serbia, and then you would go over to Sarajevo and this would be driving or bus or something like that um, reality is you can't depend on that little town to have a frequent enough bus station depending on time of year enough buses <laughs> to get you to Novi Pasar to catch the bus that will get you to Sarajevo My right gosh. and then to get to that station uh, you have I think options for Pristina so then the safest bet is to go from Pristina To uh, um, Podgoretsa, Montenegro, which is way further down. You're going like way down out of your way to go back up, right? So the problem there is it's always a night bus to get you there, which means you're eating. Yeah, so you're you're eating a whole day because then the bus from Podgoretsa to Sarajevo is also going to be an overnight bus. Right? Just imagine. So it's now you have two days that are gone in travel, and I'm sitting there with, with an off day for travel, right? And I have a show, off day, show. And I've got one day to clear this in. So what I ended up having to do was go back to Skopje, Macedonia, take a flight that routed me through Zagreb, Croatia, which is logistically way out of the way, but okay. that's how flights go. Yeah. So fly up to Zagreb and then fly from Zagreb to Sarajevo to get in day of show. And that was literally the you only way it. to do you
2: it. You deserve a standing ovation just when you start, just walking on the stage, <laughs> just for doing all I of have, this.
1: I have somewhere a recording where I'm breaking down, uh, trying to get from A to B in the Balkan region. Yeah. I think I was in Mostar, Bosnia, Mostar. And uh, I'm breaking down, like, the A, because I've, I've done the reverse. I've done Sarajevo to Mostar, Mostar to Podgoreca, Podgoreca to Pristina, the Pristina to Skopje, Skopje to Ohrid. I've done that, and it was, like, almost 40 hours. Right? Yeah. So to do... I'm breaking all that down, and I'm breaking out some of the other logistical travels. When you're in A, and how do you get to B, and can you get this way, and you know things that don't run on time, things that just don't exist anymore. <laughs> they don't talk to each other. So if you're in if you're in a bus station or a train station or something in Sarajevo, and you're asking about it, can I get to here via some other city, they'll just be like, yeah,
2: they don't know.
1: Like, get the hell out of my face. Right? I was in A. So uh, you go to Podgoraža, you get there, and they go, yeah, that, that doesn't exist anymore. You yes. don't know what you're talking about.
2: I was in a Waffle House. In, Very similar, uh, in, I can already tell. Yeah. in um, where I was in the Panhandle somewhere of Florida, and I was trying to get to New Orleans. And I was, I said, uh, I was in the Waffle House, and I asked the lady, I go, hey, is, uh, how many hours till New Orleans on this drive? And she goes, New Orleans? Is that on this side or the other side of Biloxi? Wow. <laughs>
1: It's terrifying.
2: I also was in in, in uh, when I was living in China. Now China's pretty developed. I would, imagine, uh, but ten fifteen years ago, I was driving across China, and the the we were we had maps. It was like before GPS on phones, and we're driving to the middle of China on this highway, and the highway just ends. And at the end, you there was a toll road to when you got off, you had to pay your toll, you right. know. And I said I took the map and I showed it to the toll driver, and I was like, "Hey, man." On this map, the, the highway goes for like a thousand more miles. Why? What's go? How do I get back on? He was like, "Oh no, this is the end of the highway." I'm like, well, "What about the map?" He's like, "Ah, your map's too new.
1: <laughs> it's, like, it's predictive." He's like,
2: "That's gonna be there, but that's next year." I'm like, "Oh my god!" I also imagine as you're telling all these logistic things, every single comedian listening to this right now is like, "Hey, I think I'll just stick to the funny bones."
1: Like, I'm not. Gonna, I mean, it's you know, how many comedians on
2: are doing what you're doing?
1: And there's a handful of dudes out there doing it. There's yeah. a handful of dudes uh, at different levels doing different things and and for different reasons. There's some guys that I work with um, repeatedly that you know kind of run shows here or that um, have been putting stuff all over the place. Um, and this- I don't know if they're I don't know if they have the same you know like like ethos driven mentality towards it you're or not. Not because you're like we get we get we get along on the fact that we're both like no we think this is like a good thing to do and it's an important thing to do. Yeah. Um, and they're very much in, like, a, a, a pro artist attitude. So even – like, I've done shows that they run, and the deals are always still very, you know, like, pro artist scenario. But they're also expecting me to come in with a lot of that heavy lifting yeah. to, help, to help make that work. So,
2: How are the scenes out there? Are they developing – there's, like, little – are there little pockets? Like, when, when I was in the China scene, we were, very, we were pretty small – um, I don't know compared to those. I, I, by the time I left, there was like 100 comics. And now I think there's zero because the government shut it all down. <laughs> <laughs> well, but uh,
1: it, it, it's that's a, it's a hard question because it yeah. depends on, I mean, literally, you know, city to city. Every city so might have a few guys. A or, few guys, but then there are some where there are a bunch. And then there's some where there are a handful that are maybe 15, 20 years in that oh, wow. are, you know, that are super strong. Um, I mean, you see that in in some of the Balkan region too. I mean, I have buddies in in Zagreb, Croatia that are, you know, 15, gotta be 15, 20 years in that are, you know, beasts. They're strong. Some great comics, right? How
2: did those guys? I always um, wonder how those guys got going because there's a guy, like Harith Iskander is in Malaysia.
1: Yeah, Hart, he would yeah.
2: be Harith. Did I say right. He would be the guy I would relate to. That he's been around for like 25 years, where yeah. everyone else started eight to 10 years ago at most.
1: Yeah, right. Like my um, group started
2: about eight, 10 years. Yeah. Ago.
1: So there are there are there are like versions they, of that. They were just
2: on an island by themselves doing stand up comedy and got pretty good at it when there wasn't a scene to. Per- you know, to help them grow.
1: Right. So, and I know a lot of those guys that are out there that that are like like that.
2: They're doing stand-up and then they're on a show where there's also like someone doing a drag show well there might be that but there's also
1: a lot of uh, um educating an audience on on what it is yeah so in the similar if you think about like the the mandarin scene in china and where the mandarin language scene started really taking off there's also x amount of education on like what is this totally right yeah uh whereas in the english-speaking scene you had less of having to explain what it was yeah but in the mandarin scene you definitely had that right um and you have the you know the uh, in spain i think think as i stutter through that uh in spain when when spanish comic was tra- uh, spanish comedy was like transitioning in spain into more of what we would consider stand-up it was very monologue based right so it would be <clears throat> it would be actors doing a, a written monologue that was funny right and that was kind of what stand-up was
2: that china kind of worked that way with yeah. the two-man shows
1: yeah, yeah, yeah but you have the crosstalk version of crosstalk in 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 china and in uh, I know Japan has it historically. Uh, Mongolia has it historically. Crosstalk is a big thing. It's usually just two people insulting each other. It's basically roast battle. That's what it is.
2: It's just two people
1: insulting each other. Uh, and that's that's a super, super old. Your like, grandma has sport. cancer. Yeah, it's like basically that. Something, something fart, <laughs> shit. It was always that kind of stuff. Um, but the monologue thing is a big one too. You see that in Macedonia as well. There are guys that that um, you know, fifteen, twenty years ago maybe. Um, maybe fifteen. 10, 15, that were, you know, basically guys doing monologues in a theater, right? And they're just doing long-form monologues. So you'll even see um, stand-up either promoted as a monologue, like a solo monologue, or you'll see it promoted trying to be, you know, not that. You know, it would be uh, In Spain, I think it's a Spectacular, so like a Spectacular um, and and that's, that's, what they, that's what they'll refer to a stand-up show as.
2: Oh, okay. Instead of, instead of yeah. calling
1: it stand-up comedy, it's... it's
2: Because stand-up comedy means some old term?
1: No, it because, it because it doesn't mean anything.
2: Oh, I know that Like in the Philippines, that they call it... Stand-up comedy is what they called almost like the drag show type stuff. And so when these new... Like eight, ten years ago, these comic, actual stand-up when comics... GB and... When those guys, yeah. GB Labrador, when they started, they had to call point-of-view comedy. They okay. changed the term... So that if they said they were stand-up comedians, people would think they were just like doing these big stage acts, you know? Right. Yeah. Wow. So how's it? So how was the tour? Was it good? You're going back out. Tour was right? good.
1: Yeah. I'm yeah. I'm getting ready to do uh, a couple here in the states. Doing Seattle this weekend. I don't know when this podcast comes out, but this June comes out tomorrow. Oh well. Then all right. June seventh and eighth. This is the weekend.
2: Otherwise, you'd be at the Friars Club. I asked you to be. At the oh, Friars that's Club, right. But you're going to be June seventh and eighth.
1: Uh, yeah. So in I'll Seattle. be in Seattle and then. Uh, June fourteenth, I'm in Oklahoma City, and then June thir- uh, twenty nine, I'm in Birmingham, hometown, and then uh, July, I'll be here in New York at uh, Art Space. Yeah, uh, so I'm I'll basically in- hitting like my my only thing I'm doing in New York. It's like all right, West Coast, Upper North is <laughs> yeah. gonna a uh, 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 Midwest slash South. Oklahoma City's divided on that whether they're the Midwest or the South. It's it's funny. Yeah, I don't know. Uh, and then uh, Birmingham, just to. Definitely in the south, and then New York, and then it'll be Edinburgh for the entire doing Edinburgh? month. Yeah, for the whole month.
2: And look who's here! Everybody. Well,
1: well, well! I just got what done.
2: Going on? He got off the roof.
1: I just got done talking shit about you, producer. Buddy. Matt,
2: is his mic on? Is this is on. Kaplan, unbelievable. how unbelievable. You, you guys told me 3 o'clock. Do you o'clock. want me to unplug <laughs> Oh, no, please. We told you want to We had a pod last week. You canceled on me and then you, it was all on elaborate trick. Oh, this is coming coming unbelievable. Trying to
1: get, rid of you. Unbelievable. Been trying I to get ready.
2: Unbelievable. See how this is. This is what the big leaks is, huh? Yeah. Look at deflection. It's, it's from survival of the fittest. Hey, you show up an hour late. This is what Where's happens. This your job. You wish I like
1: I like how quickly he came in, assessed the room, and went, nope, going on the offensive. I didn't
2: hear apology one. I mean,
1: nah, no, it was a split second of looking at the room, and then, I don't like you. It's your fault.
2: <laughs> I learned that from the president. Never apologize. <laughs> Storm in. struggle to get up those steps to get up here. Puffing and puffing, but no, it's your fault. You're
1: doing great. You're oh, doing great you're work. leaning on the heart
2: attack again. You're, well, you can't fire me. I'm reminding everyone. You cannot replace me. Oh, yeah. Have a heart it. attack. you got to wait at least a year. Here. Is that, <laughs> that how it works? That's what my lawyer about, says. We're just talking nice. about comedy all around uh, Europe. So any stories from
1: around the uh, from the tour? Oh, I know man. that's a dumb question. Uh, I, well, so many, but we don't have time for any of those stories because it's time to go to the news. Producer He's
2: Matt shining the light. We gotta get to the awe. news. Taking over. He's
1: saying we don't have time for dumb stories this week. Kaplan, you're just
2: in time for the last ten minutes of the pod. <laughs> Producer Matt, play the music. today comes to us from Babyology Australia. <laughs> Study finds getting kids ready for school is equivalent to an extra day of work for adults. Kaplan, can I start? Yes, this you is definitely what... should start with this one. Okay, this is why I think uh, parents should get paid less in the office. They, wow! Anyone who has a kid, they're half. that's an interesting. take. They're half checked out at all times, and this study proves it, baby. Australia. Right. You, 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 that's true. Actually, we are half checked. Oh, we have like we have like limits. It's like a great way to have boundaries. From some people, have no everybody's got my kids soccer practice. I get out at four thirty today. I got to get to soccer. I got to right. do doctor's literally. appointments. We have graduations. We got stepping up ceremonies now. It's, it's everything. Look, it's Look at Kevin. Innocent. He's an hour late. I'm an hour late. Although I, I, got, I got have to I got a Hebrew kids, school graduation <laughs> next week. I got a pre K stepping up. I got a lot of stuff coming. That's just for him.
1: Not even his kids. Yes, yeah, exactly.
2: <laughs> but you know we make up for it because you can't really fire us because we're like we're not going to quit as much because it's illegal. To fire. Oh, no, I no, I mean, So we're not going to quit as quickly oh, because we need uh, the money more than like you're, people you're, without kids. You've been people by, by your people own kids can run around the world and enjoy themselves. You know, we we don't have that option. So okay, but, so but and but we do get uh, getting ready for work is like I mean getting kids ready for school. Is like if they create a government program to pay us, that would be a fantastic idea because it is—you are as drained. Like we have a disadvantage. You want free money. Well, we come to work like so drained. Like you we, want reparations? Oh reparations. Yeah. <laughs> like people have no idea.
1: I don't think that's what that means. Yes, I think it is.
2: I, I think it's—it is a form of slavery. Money for having kids. Getting, having kids. <laughs> that's where we're going. Well, yeah, no, you the getting them right. Just you getting,
1: do get money for having kids.
2: We do, you're right? We get but time. not enough. We do get tax credits yeah. or something. Get tax we, want, we, we should get it. actual checks. Because people don't know about tax credits. They don't really see it. <laughs> <laughs> people don't know about tax People cr- don't know about check Because, like, we – the kids in the morning, they're – you know, they have, like, a certain amount of time to get to – you have to be at school. At time, right? Otherwise, it's a mark on the parent at a mm. young age. When they're older, they get in trouble, right? Sure. When they're, like – yeah, so we're, like, throwing clothes on them. We're trying to make them eat. They won't make a decision on food. They won't brush their teeth. They won't do anything on their own. Yeah. And the more you have, the it's, it's horrible. I, I think attestance. we're saying the same thing. Yeah. This is why parents should get paid less. You're saying, yeah, we're coming to a different conclusion based on the same information. Yes. Next story <laughs> comes to us from this insider. That's what it's called? This insider. That's this is the worst this, name for a this newspaper. This insider. It's just some guy. It's just some guy. Our insider.
1: Resident insider. Well, they, yeah, they none of us poor form to name the magazine Larry. <laughs> Larry,
2: this Larry the insider. Yeah. Larry the insider. A giant fake potato in Idaho has been turned into an Airbnb, <laughs> and you can rent it for two hundred dollars a night. Okay, I want to start again. Yeah. I was under the impression you could rent the whole state of Idaho for two
1: hundred dollars a night. That does seem like a lot for.
2: So two hundred dollars for a fake potato.
1: Airbnb's got. They're getting out of hand, way out of hand. There, there are some great options on Airbnb, but basically, if we just put this room on Airbnb and we just go, it's uh it's four hundred a night. This studio, like someone, like quality, yeah. someone will.
2: Especially in Manhattan, you we'll just be like, it must be good. Podcast. Yeah, it must be good. You're right. There's like something like, oh, it's like underground. If it's four hundred bucks and it's quirky, <laughs> I mean, you could put a bed yeah. in here, I guess. Right? A, a potato. From- what, what size potato are we talking about? It's pretty big, a giant. Yeah, it's just giant because. That that's it's a six ton structure. I've never done Airbnb actually ever. Really, but there was an Airbnb. There was a van in my neighborhood a few years ago. There you could Airbnb a van. I remember that. And that's there, what it, Matt's talking about. Yeah, sort there was of. no bathrooms though, so it was like they ruled it was illegal. Like Were they like, oh, yeah. there's a Starbucks down the street? The code, <laughs> yeah. Is they gave you a bottle when you walked in, like a snap a <laughs> bottle. There's a
1: little, there's a little laminated piece of paper with a kitten cartoon on it That's like <laughs> gives you all the places you can poop within a, yeah. within a five minute walk.
2: But I mean, if you have a giant potato, like before Airbnb, this is why they progress. Like you'd have no use for. If it you just thing. have so a giant potato, yeah. Like, Somehow you gotta get it. Do with that giant potato before this. I mean, it was like a toy for kids to, just like to simulate eating through the winter. Like, yeah,
1: I, I don't know. It's not an actual potato. No, it's a fake potato, a giant. Oh, fake you had a giant fake potato. Yeah, oh, a giant yeah, fake yeah, potato. Yeah.
2: Before that, it was just kind of taking up space. True. So I, I, I applaud this. I got another. Uh, so Idaho, they're still on the potato thing. <laughs> they haven't moved yeah, past. That's it's been years. Well, and, there's and a and
1: reason. There's a there's a big reason that Idaho, I think, leans so hard on the potato yeah. press. <laughs> it's because if they didn't. Then the rest of Idaho would come to light, which is basically one giant Nazi camp. So <laughs> well, it's just like in the the we have listeners in white Idaho. supremacists. We're going to find out. And, is yeah, that so? I've just never separatists. Been to Idaho. It's all separatists and potatoes. That's separatists? It. What are they so separating from?
2: There's nobody they, want near them. They, want they want to
1: separate. They want to separate from America. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Good
2: luck. <laughs> yeah, that's their goal. What are they going to st- survive? Potatoes and what? Just starchy. So I'm, these... not,
1: I'm not saying that they have a plant. Not is like They're landlocked. They
2: don't have a water source. <laughs> I'm not telling
1: you this is well thought out. I'm There's no rivers you in happened. Idaho. We, they,
2: but we need to get someone from Idaho. An Idaho separatist. So we need to get one on the pod. <laughs> if you know anybody, on the pod, Please. They're very, They're very
1: easy, easy to do. They're very lost in America. Do they have phones? Maybe. Uh, and if, you know, just go to Spokane, Washington, and then head west. And then you know that's I mean? right there. Yeah. I
2: have never have you been Idaho? I, I, I've been in uh, North Dakota, South Dakota. Or things, east. But not, I've not know. been to Idaho. I know there's think. a lot of Mormons there. Oh, all
1: right. It's probably same separatists. Thing. Same, same thing. thing. Well, Separatist, same thing. Idaho Nazi Mormons. Mormon, Mormon for, Nazi. I grew up whatever. with a bunch
2: of Mormons, and the smart Mormons, BYU is like their Harvard, and mm-hmm. then there's BYU-Idaho, which is like their Chico State. Wow. Like the dumb kids all go to BYU, S- D- <S- <S- Idaho. Yeah. And uh, I, I The think dumb, mean, dumb, ancora, dumb Mormon yeah, separatists. They become militia <laughs> members. Yeah, pretty
1: much. Hey, yeah, you get it.
2: <laughs> that's why this is pretty smart for a dumb Mormon uh, separatist. That's, that's probably last not
1: ar- one. You know what I mean? That's somebody that's trying to meet the outside world.
2: Uh, okay. Bring them in.
1: Please come last- and live in my potato. <laughs> Tell me We'll him get them on secrets. the rump
2: spring and bring them to New York and have them on the pod. Last story of the week comes to us from... We're doing a rapid fire here because we got to get... Get out! Daily Mail, one of our favorite news sources. Japanese company releases a $270 toaster that just makes one piece of toast at a time so people can focus on a single slice and treat it with respect, says this, the Japanese. That's the most like Japanese, like it's Jira a dreams of toast. <laughs> <laughs> Spends his whole life making the perfect slice of toast. I didn't really even eat toast in Asia. That's what I was going to say. Like... I thought they were big rice people in Japan. But... Yeah,
1: but I mean, it's also, you know, Japan. And you're like a two hundred seventy dollars toaster, and it's like I'm not whatever. Just a rich. It's Japan. Thing, yeah. I mean, yeah, they like have tons of
2: money. A piece of tuna costs two hundred seventy dollars. You know,
1: there's so many things that cost two hundred seventy dollars yeah. in Japan.
2: Can I tell you? That's like five dollars to them. This to me, I mean, to tie it back to story number one, this would oh. be like such a disaster. Callback. Good call. Because <laughs> one the of the things that the makes kids? it hard in the morning is kids like say like one kid says I want toast, you sure, and then you're toasting it, and then the other kid says I want <laughs> toast. But when you have two slots, you can throw toast in while the other thing's going. That's okay, we'll see. How, I, can I can solve that. 2 I can solve that. I can Single solve that. Single toaster can't do that. I can solve that, though, it's for you. it for me.
1: You don't give them a choice. Mm, look
2: at this. Cabin, this is it. Kaplan's. We've got it. gotten it. to the heart of Kaplan's parenting parenting issue. Issue. choice. Remove choice. Remove choice. Completely. You
1: go, you eat toast, and you're going to eat this shoe. And he goes, <laughs> I don't want to eat that. And you go, okay, then don't eat it. And then a couple of days of no food, mm. and then they'll that's eat what they want. We've already the had Wilson in yeah. on this.
2: <laughs> Wilson Vince has been on the spot multiple times, ch- trying to tell Kaplan how to be a better, better parent, and it doesn't work. <laughs> oh yeah All right, I'm gonna. That's what I'll do. Then I'll get a single toaster because then, yeah. they then one of them, whoever's the best behave, gets toast. Oh, that's, how the that's Japanese a Japanese yeah, competition the big reward. This piece of white bread. That's yeah, what you the gotta, Japanese yeah, make it do. A, make it a reward <laughs> thing. Yeah. I also find the Japanese interesting because they're so particular and Clint like. On one hand, about like toast and sushi, <laughs> but then the other hand, they just sell like panties in the vending machine. They do? Like, panties? you can buy, yeah, you oh, can yeah. buy like used pants. Like, used? used? Yeah, you don't know that? No, how would I know that? They're free. common knowledge? Yeah. On- used panties and vending machines? Matt knows that, right? That's true. Yeah, yeah. They, also they have read the, pu- a book. the the pubic hair. Thi- <laughs> <laughs> the, 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 the pubic... Have they been cleaned before they sell it? No,
1: that's the point. No, the, really like the, extra the pubic uh, hair thing. You know that, they right? Really, right?
2: They really embrace that. The argument, weird, the argument is
1: that that comes out of the um, the the occupation, the U.S. occupation, and the, the, c- the censorship, the censorship laws that were thought, put the, into that's place. That's why they're free. I thought Hiroshima. Well, that's radiation. where like a lot of the the pubic hair obsession stuff came from. Oh, really? So it's such yeah.
2: a normal obsession that in broad daylight you would go up to that vending machine and buy when you went like, it's not like buying condoms That's where you so buy so- a bunch of things at the vending machine that are legit. <laughs> you <laughs> a buy Slurpee. a <laughs> Slurpee. I want a Slurpee. <laughs> I want a Snickers bar. Pack of cigarettes. <laughs> used panties. Yeah, basically, <laughs> basically. Oh, I pressed D5 by accident. I didn't know that was used panties, but I guess I'll take them. <laughs> No, so you say you don't to do that you can do that in Japan alright okay. that's the podcast we gotta wait, go guys I, I Matt, learned a lot in 10 minutes Matt Davis thank you for doing it Cap, Cap thanks for being here <laughs> that's get back on the roof <laughs> do I get paid the same this week <laughs> sure <laughs> that's it producer Matt wait you're getting you. paid as always <laughs> yeah. come see me Friday night stand up in New York I mean no sorry it's Friday night the Friars Club Cap will be there oh Dr. Bob's coming Dr. Bob will Dr. be Dr. there Bob. Dr. Bob Kaplan got his tickets Jan Jane Kaplan will be there the Sparks no, family no. will be there that's it everybody Cap what should we do let's get lost get lost